We've been praying for God to guide us as a family a long time. It's been in our life to to help children. There are so many out there who have no way of knowing about Christ and the blessing that we have, just the knowledge of Christ and what he'd done for us. You know, we have five children and we do homeschooling with them and they are uh, age 13 uh, or oldest and we have a 12-year-old, nine-year-old, five-year-old and uh, 15-month-old baby. All that good stuff and we saw the the, you know, the blessing that we have from God. God kind of brought us into situations where we saw the needs firsthand and we're like, we have to do something about it. The last two years, we, we decided to go venture out to Maine and, uh, and you know, God opened door for us more than I can just put it in words. So, uh, we are working with another family now, hopefully in 2017, we probably, God willing, we'll, we'll put the stake in the ground, so to speak, and start this project. I had the privilege of going to uh, Uganda for a mission trip in the last month or so, and uh, and it's opened more boundaries, you know, to see the needs all across the world, seeing you know, in a world without God and the, the the damage it's doing to the next generation, especially about Uganda, the, the, the biggest challenge with them is that most of the kids are either without both parents or one because of the AIDS and the, you know, the diseases that spread through the land because of whatever that may be cause of it. And there's no hope. And you see children flocking in the age group that are, you know, almost like homeless, uh, are from 0 to, you know, 15, 16 years old in this hundreds and hundreds and hundreds in a small town. And, you know, there are a lot of work going to that part of the world. And you look at that, there's a need, you know, poverty and need for things, the, the basic things. But when you look at our side here, you know, we might have material things but we are so poor in having a life that God intended for us to have, you know, through the knowledge of Christ. And uh, so that's where our heart is. That's what God is moving us in that direction and opening doors and we're just stepping into it. I really prayed God used me somewhere. You know, God put me in places where, you know, it's just almost like, yeah, I can do that. And there's a need, so let, let's do it kind of thing. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Uptime Community. We're so glad that you can join us live today. Today's date is December 6th in the year of, year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Greg Messina, and if you are new here, we are a community of believers that are actively studying the Holy Bible and looking forward to that glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, the Anointed One, the Messiah. We want, to make an, we want to make this an interactive forum, so we do welcome your questions and your comments today. Today, we welcome my good friend, Aju Varghese, to Uptime. Aju has uh, let the power of prayer to open doors for himself and his family. 
in seeking what God has planned for them, the opportunity of doing what Aju loves most is and has been laved out for him, helping care for children in need. After much trial and faith, he and his family have been able to purchase land in Maine in hopes to bring many to the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Through programs that meet the needs of children who need, need a home and their spiritual needs, meet their spiritual needs by showing the love of Christ. The program is called Home Lael, meaning belonging to God. We are thrilled to have him on with us today, but first I would like to open up with our usual uptime panel. And we do welcome back, of course, Brother Bob Barber, Kevin, Brother Kevin Hookman, and Brother Bob Hagen. Welcome back, guys. Thank you. Great to be back. Yes. Good Always good to be back. Yes, we have a we have an interesting program tonight. Uh, you know, a little different from what we're used to in regard to uh, talking about uh, end time events and world events that have pertained to Bible prophecy. We know there's plenty going on that we already know of, right? But uh, I really felt the need to bring on uh, my good friend Aju tonight uh, to go over something that has been laid on his heart for many years. Uh, so this is something that he's going to present to us for a little bit, and he's going to join us in, in our discussion as well. And uh, of course, we want you to ask him questions about his ministry and uh, specifically how he got involved with this. But he's going to, he's going to let us know a little bit how he, uh, how he got involved with it. We have uh, the verse of the day today, and this is uh, coming to you from BibleGateway.com. Uh, of course, this is John 10, 14 through 15. I am the good shepherd. And know my sheep, and I and am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so I, the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. Amen. Amen. That's good. Uh, gentlemen, I hope you had a great week. Uh, Kevin, it's great to have you back. Thanks. Busy week last week. Yep. The cares of the world, you know, sometimes. Uh, hopefully not very often at all, but. You know, got to pay the bills too. So, <laughs> well, I know I missed. I know I missed you. Well, thanks. I appreciate. It. <laughs> I know that the yeah, doctor well, too. I think the chat <laughs> missed me too. They already, they already like, heard uh, our moderators back. So apparently, something went down last week that didn't make too many people happy. I don't know. Uh, there was some commotion, but I think uh, that you guys had a really good guest on last week, and um, you obviously. Mm -hmm through without me so i'm sure but th uh, thanks for for having me back though yeah i like having you on here kevin because i get to jump off you for a whole bunch of stuff that you bring up and <laughs> you back me up real nicely so it's like i put a little on tea and just <laughs> it out of the park you know it's like i just <laughs> tee it up for you because I, I i'll say something i'll bring it up but then you will come back behind me and you kind of clean it up you know <laughs> so basically you'll, you'll say what i meant to say the cleanup you know or any corrections I need. Well, know. every once in a while, I'm like, "Whoa, hold on a second, there, right. brother." Uh, I can, I, I just, I just kind of can sense when something's like starting to rattle off a rail, and, and it's usually uh, you getting a little uh, excited about something. Let's <laughs> be honest. But you so know what? That's what, that's what we all do to each other, right? That's what our yeah. brother, that's what brothers do for each other. We all does that mean you're the? Together. Does that mean you're the cleanup hitter, Kevin? Yeah. Well. Uh, I don't know about that, but what I do know is that uh, I think as a team, 
we work really well together. So that's 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 the important thing. And I think that's the reason why God has brought us together is because we can feed each other off each other. We can uh, challenge each other, but we still are brothers. And um, yeah, you know, we get along. That's great. I think uh, it's a great group that we have here. Uh, even when we bring on like guests, like I guess guest guest panelists, uh, like Michael, I I'd consider him like a you know a regular guest panelist, and uh, he comes on, he fits right in, right? And or or Dustin comes in here, and uh, and Joe was here for a while, and it's just uh, yeah, it's 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 exciting. That's true. Yeah. And it's, it's, everybody's kind of like minded in a way, you know. You, Bob, you concur. I concur. Last last <laughs> last week was really was was a great program and a lot of uh it was just a real smooth flow. Good. Even without even without Kevin with us, it was a smooth cl- smooth flow. I can't even talk right. <laughs> it was a smoothie. I saw some instances where we needed you, but I don't know. We, we we made it through. So well, that's good. Um, uh, this week you got you put out your. Um, have you put out your audio version of your book yet? Yeah, it's all put together, and they you haven't released it though. Putting yet, right? it on the website. Yeah, so that people awesome. be able to get it off the website. This book so. is going audio, and this guy over there, uh, <laughs> Greg Messina, he is he's actually. The one reading this book to you, um, it's amazing. I, I Bob gave me a sneak preview of it, and uh, I listened to, like, uh, it's four hours long. I mean, that's that's how long it takes for Greg to read this book. It takes me, like, eight hours, but Greg's, like, boom, he's kind of <laughs> rolling through it. He's oh, all, you're being nice book. now. It's really <laughs> nice, and you've also got um, – and, and, and you don't mess up. I don't know if you just did it all in one take, or but it's like there's no stumbles or nothing. It's just awesome. No, I'll, and, uh, I'll be honest. I edited it. I edited did you? That. Well, it's I fantastic. Edited. Bob's got Thank some you. nice music in the background on 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 one of the videos. The other one doesn't have any music. And uh, the road to 2024. It's a really cool book. It's written by Doc Barber. And how do you um, know that? <laughs> Doc Barber. <laughs> I modified it slightly. You see? <laughs> wow. You see, it's cool. stick. It's stuck. It's stuck. Like it? yeah, stuck. Doc, Doc Too bad I'll make the money as a doctor should. You know, I thought that <laughs> Mister Hagen would appreciate that. Uh, so I. The, the that's what I was doing last week. I was modifying yeah. the cover of the book. Yeah. Oh, I can see why that would have taken you some time. But cool to have that that uh, that audio book out um, very very shortly. It's that's awesome. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, look forward to it, brother. Uh, and thank you for uh, for having me do it for you. I mean, you could have chosen anyone to do that, especially a seasoned voiceover artist, which I clearly not. But the Lord has graciously allowed me to do plenty of voiceovers in the past, which was enough for you to offer that uh, opportunity to me. So I do thank you for that. Brother. Why would the heathen give that off to somebody else? <laughs> I mean, come on, Greg. I mean, you got the, it's a sil- silky smooth, uh, suave, you know, just beautiful uh, speech you've got there. So it's, it's, well, cause it's see, I, I've actually recorded several chapters of it for an audio book. I built a sound booth and everything. 
and I went through it, and you know what? It sucked. This <laughs> isn't you know, going to do anything. Can, can you send that. that over to us? Can you send it? <laughs> yeah, I want to hear it. I do want to hear it. Uh, so I don't want to keep our guest waiting too much. I I, I know that he's uh, he's waiting uh, backstage, and uh, yeah, and uh, I've known Aju for many years. Uh, actually, I, I knew him at work. I got to know him. On a, on a job that I used to work. I no longer work at that place because we've been downsized. Um, I'm not going to mention the name of the company, but anyway, we both know who the company is. Uh, a large IT company that uh, was bought out by a chip manufacturer. Anyway, um, that's that's enough of that one. But anyway, uh, so a Jew is behind the scenes and uh, I, I'm blessed to know this brother. I, I hope you guys are as well. Uh, when he comes on, you'll... I, you'll understand what God put on his heart. And I think you'll be absolutely amazed at where God has brought him so far. Uh, this is really, truly amazing. And uh, he has a presentation for us. Um, and we do welcome Aju Varghese. All right. Aju. Good evening. Nice to, nice to have you on here. Thank you so much. Come on. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, yes, thank you for coming on, uh, brother. And at such short notice, I think I mentioned this last week. Didn't we talk about this, about yeah. you coming on? Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> only been a week. Yeah. So, again, another guest who comes on last minute. I mean, again, uh, you know, brother Lee Brainerd, he was another one who just like, OK, I'll come on. Sure. Absolutely. A week week later, he's he's on. So, listen, um, please tell us uh, how, how you started with this, but not just how you started Go back a little bit, how you got to know the Lord, how he worked in your life up until this point, and then we'll get into your presentation, if you if you would. So I was not planning on saying anything about how I came to the Lord, but she put it the way I love all. Um, you know, I know Greg worked many years, and um, I've worked as a solution architect in a software company, and uh, uh, that I started in 2001 there, over 20 years it's been in the same, same institution. Anyway, before I came, I grew up in India, and I grew up in a godly family. And um, after college, or while in college, is, you know, like most Polish kids did, I did, you know, Wander away from the Lord, and uh, but my parents kept praying for all, all, all the children. We, we have four boys, and uh, by the grace of God, He gave me another chance to come back to the fold. And uh, in 1999, prior to Y2K, I'm in New York City, I'm from the south of India, yeah, it's still a small state called Kerala, K-E-R-A-L-A. <clears throat> anyway. Um, before I came, I gave my life to the Lord a year before. We dedicated my life, and I said, Lord, if you give me another chance, and I'll do I'll whatever you want me to do. And in 2001, I met my wife, and we got married in uh, 2000. My wife and we got married in 2001 in July. Uh, since then, I've worked in the same company with Greg, and uh, during that time, we lived in New York, um, Long Island, and uh, our church uh, started to bring children from inner cities, and we, you know, we 
heard the stories and it's just really heartbreaking. Um, especially when you when you are from the other side of the world, you, you think, you know, with all this opportunity and all the facilities we have, the kids should not be going through that because you know, we have children and we care for them, we care for all the children and it's been really hard for me to the stories and over the years we know them very well and it's just start to really challenge me and I always pray for them and uh, I ask the Lord what can we do and I you know I have no clue what to do so uh, that kept going for a while and in the process when I, I extensively travel for my work to meet with my customers throughout the country so Everywhere I go, I pray, and I said, Lord, you see anything I can do here for children? And uh, one time we were uh, having a dinner with one of our friends. He's a youth pastor uh, in Long Island, and he he mentioned about a place in Virginia, a uh, children's home, and uh, he gave me uh, um, uh, the address and the contact information about um, this place, and I went and visited the the gentleman who started it, and he was very gracious to offer his help. And um, since that time on, he has been a mentor. You know, I have him on the speed dial, so to speak, and um, always give me advice and any any anything I need to know about the children's facilities and you know the challenges that we have. They're facing every day, um, but you know, many years pass, and I keep praying about it. I don't have a peace with it, and I, I pray, Lord, if it's not something I should be concerned about, uh, just take it away. And have this burden. Anyway, uh, we we visited Maine for vacation. And uh, like any other time, I just prayed, Lord, is it somewhere, somewhere here you want to do the work, you know, having a children's home? Anyway, um, while we were here, I think in 2013 or 14 time frame, uh, we met a whole bunch of people. We had a good time. And, you know, I started to see God is doing something at that point in time because Prior to coming here to Maine, one time our pastor invited a missionary from Kenya or to our church, and uh, he brought his friend from Maine, and both of them are from Maine. And uh, our pastor met them in Kenya. You know, you help help things orchestrate there, and the church is casually talking to them, and he told me about they are from Maine. And uh, gave me his contact information. Um, and, uh, you know, I had, I forgot about it. <laughs> Years later, we came to Maine and uh, found out in my journal I had the gentleman's contact information. So I picked up the phone and called him. And he said, I don't remember meeting you, but I'd love to meet you. So we did get together with his family and I shared, um, you know, as always, I shared. You know, my concern about his children. And uh, he said, hey, there's a lot of land in Maine. You're more than welcome to look around and see if you can find some. And while we were here, um, 
there's another, you know, very strange thing happened, you know, personally to me. Uh, before we came here for vacation, uh, I booked a, this is before Airbnb, a, a online uh, you know, rental place in a town called Orrington. And uh, I, I went to a tent right before we were coming up here. I went to attend a, a men's conference in Philly. And one of the speakers at that conference was pastor from Maine. And Greg, uh, you know, the pastor, he interviewed him before. His name is Ken Graves. And uh, I didn't know anything about him before that. And so when I went home after the conference, I told my wife, hey, this pastor came from Maine. Check his uh, church. So that was like a passing comment. And uh, um, then we, we called the owner of the house that we were renting. And I just kind of put it out there, you know, to see where his faith is. I said, do you happen to know any churches around? He said, well, there's a church on the road. It's called Calvary Chapel. And I know the pastor, his name is Ken Grace. I said, <laughs> that's pretty strange because uh, I just came back from the conference. He was a speaker. And he said, oh, one more thing. The house you're renting is the house that he was living when he's the, the church. <laughs> I said, there's too many coincidences in there. You know, I'm just saying this because it, it gave me some kind of woman fussy feeling. I think the Lord is doing something. Anyway, over here, we met a whole bunch of people. We went to a, a, a fair, and we met a couple there through a program, and they had a large piece of property they were thinking of selling, and so we looked at it. Uh, nothing happened there, and we went back to New York. Uh, while later, I got a call from the couple, and you know, because they were passing through New York and they wanted to come and see us, and they stayed with us for, for a night or so. And I think a year or two later, I guess, uh, they were going to Florida for vacation. They invited us to come and stay at their house. So it was winter. So I thought, well, what a good Good way to figure out is it made a, a, a place for us to do something because I know the main got more snow than other places. So we stayed there, and while we were there, um, the heating system broke down. So I called the owner of the house and said, Is there anybody that you recommend that I can call? I'll take care of the details. So I don't worry, I have a friend who is my neighbor, he will come and fix it for you. So he came over, and I, uh, you know, as always, I, I like to know where people are in their faith. So I asked him questions and found out he was the, he was one of the elder of the church in in, in town, such a Baptist church. So he went me over to the church, and we we, we attended the church um, while we were there in Clinton, Maine. So while one Sunday evening we were attending the church and. After the service is over, this elderly couple came to me and asked about how we've been in uh, Maine. They told me their story. They, husband and wife, uh, they they both are scholars in in Bible and Greek and Hebrew, and they travel around the world and find places where the Bible is not translated into their indigenous language. 
and translate them. They just finished a project in uh, in Brazil, in the Amazon jungle area. So they told me the story. Uh, I have a reason I'm telling you the story because there's there's a lot of things God is placing in in in, in my life that connect later on. So many cool stories. I can I can go on, but I, this is one of the one of the best ones. So anyway, uh, so that happened. We went back to uh, New York. I think a year or so later, I get a call from a gentleman that I'm in Maine, and he told me about a property for sale. And we came and looked at the property. There's 350 acres, but no infrastructure other than just an old barn. So I prayed about it and made an offer, and the owner accepted the offer. So I said, all right, Lord. If you allow me to sell our place in New York, we'll, we'll move to Maine. So that's what happened. I sold the place, and we moved to Maine, and we put all the legal paperwork together and submitted to his family, and they decided not to sell. So here we are in Maine. <laughs> Pulled the stakes out from New York and don't have a place to go. We rented a place for a short time, thinking that we would put a modular place, you know, home in that property and start working and building the children's home and stuff like that. So that's what went out the window. So anyway, um, so we start praying, Lord, seems like I'm doing things in my own strength and I'm, I made a mistake. Please forgive me, you know, I'm getting ready to leave Maine at that point and we couldn't find any, anything else. And so the wise guy I am, I went and bought a, a a camper and getting ready to leave Maine and just going to pray wherever God wants me to stop. So two days before we were getting ready to leave, uh, a neighbor where we were renting um, called me and we were just chatting and I told him what we were planning on doing and he said, uh, "Well, there's my dad's home is in town and is available. If you're interested, I'll rent it for you." And so I looked at it and, you know, we're desperate. It's a small place, with one bathroom and seven of us, and they had a wash and dryer in the house. And it just was one of the, you know, lowest point our main experience at that time. Uh, and I'm praying and praying and asking the Lord which direction I should go. And just, just, just no answer for six months. So about six months time frame, we came to know about the place that we bought and you know, God took care of the details and we ended up buying the place and within 30 days closed and all that. That was in 2018. So that's how we moved to Maine. Um, and one of the things that main, main reason why am I so interested is because in 2016, my work took me to the Department of Child Protective Services. And uh, I deal with data. And so I get to see behind the scene what's going on. And it just bothered me. It just really bothered me. It was like the, you know, the last row. Um, because there were millions of children in the system. And they'd been shoveled around. And, you know, don't get me wrong, I'm not 
saying anything bad about the system that we have. It's just one of the best systems in the world. But, you know, it's the spiritual part of it. The kids are being abused in their homes. And um, they've been pulled around and they've been abused more in most cases. And uh, so I came back home after my trip to the client and told my wife, we got to do something. So that's when we started to look into things and, you know, making plans. It's something we could do. And uh, I just want to share some of the details of the reports that is, is officially published by the government. And uh, you will get an idea of what's going on. And then I come out and finish up my rest of the story in Maine. So if you don't mind, I'll, I'll make the presentation. I'll share that. Greg, how to share? Just yes, absolutely. Yeah, go ahead. You can uh, you can oh, start. Okay. okay. So for this presentation, let me back up a little bit. Hopefully, that helpful. So I'll, I'll, I'll say, walk through these slides. You will know how I got to this um, title. Um, so if you, this is the Children's Bureau published data uh, starting 1995. They started collecting the data from most of the states, and now it's up to 52 states. They collect the data. And as you can see, the latest, you have the link at the top. You know, you can, you can go and read this data. And so many other, other government agencies publish data related to the children's uh, need, maltreatment, and all that stuff. This is one that is put, to the, put together very nicely. So anyway, um, in the lit, latest we have is 2020 because it takes over, you know, over a year cycle to get all the data from all the 52 states and, 50, you know, 52 uh, uh, local government to bring it to one, one place. Um, and today, you know, the abuse and the neglect that they have. I, I'm, I'm not going to go through a lot of details in it, but every year the type of abuse and they, as we all know, the categorization getting longer and longer. And it's it's very hard to understand what these children go through because I work with the other children's home and they give me, um, you know, some feedback of, how broken these children are when they get the, some of these children. Very, very sad stories. Um, so in 2020, over three million, almost close to four million children's kids are recorded. And that's a staggering number, you know. And um, here you can see in uh, the reporting states are 52 states. The population altogether is 73 million plus children. And they call the screening referral, which is they have a screening process and, you know, they, they accept this case is valid and they will assign a worker for that, all that, you know, the, the process they go through. And here is a breakdown of the, the victim neglected, you know, physically abused, sexually abused. And you can imagine this this number is nowhere close to the reality, but this is what it's reported. 
but that is way too much to to handle. And every year, you know, the the death in this situation, and it's it's happening right under our nose. Um, and it's sad. It's very sad. In in my mind, you know, I look at my children, and I can't even process. You know, anybody go through that. So as in you know, the the thing that keep me in this uh, in this uh, process, so to speak, or in this uh, quest to find a, a solution. Just ask the question: What can we do every day? Well, Lord, what can we do? And you know, the question come to me is: Is there any hope for this crisis? And then you know, God remind me. In the Old Testament, one of the favorite book for me is the Nehemiah. Is there any hope for this people? You know, yes, there is hope, and God is the hope, and that's the only hope. And you know, we went through World War One, we were World War Two, you know, civil war. You know, when we are in that situation, can you imagine if there is any hope after that? But as Christians, we know there is. And the answer is yes, absolutely, there is hope, but to all of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And that is the message I want to bring to these children. And, um, you know, how, how can we do that? And there's no easy answer, but, you know, we have to take as each situation demands. But here's what, you know, the, the title, <laughs> because they are helpless. This is what Jesus said when he saw the crowd, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. That's my prayer now, because this, this is not, you know, people working you know, from a Christian perspective to address this issue. That as far as I know, I could be wrong, but I've been involved in some form of fashion with other children's program and other children's places. And the the need is great. So one of the reasons when Greg asked me to come on, on board, you know, I said anytime, anywhere, because it's not about, you know, I'm not a outspoken person, but I, I'm just compelled to say something about it. So I'm here. Um, so my my prayer is that Christian as a body of believers. When I say you know church, uh, we are the body. Um, so we know the truth, and we know the truth will set them free. And you know, as you look at each cases, most of the kids are not. The first generation of, you know, children going through this, their parents probably went through the same, or alcohol and drug, and you can name it, the abuse that it, it's happening, you know, generational, some cases more than one, and uh, we have to break it. We have to break by the power of God. You know, that's the only thing. And I can tell you a lot of stories. What I hear from the children's home, the, I'm, I'm closely working with two. One called the Eagle Ranch in Georgia, and one is Chestnut Mountain Ranch, Mountain Ranch in West Virginia. 
and they've been through a lot of children and the fruit of that is it's just phenomenal i tried to attend their annual you know homecoming gathering as much as possible and hear the testimony of these children and they in law enforcement the military they every 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 aspects of life they're doing really well and you can see they broke the cycle and some of them have their own family doing you know a, a faithful christian life so uh, you know this is this is what god is asking us to do train up a child that we should go and when he is old he will not depart from it and i can say that's true in my case and uh, i'm hoping your cases some of you um but this is this is what we need to do for our children and you know this is a great opportunity for christians to tackle because we we are the only one with the answer so we we can set the trajectory for the next generation you know i i i've been in different churches and different gatherings of christians and we always you know come to the point we we ask for a revival this is a great revival opportunity right here i'm not saying that you know every child should be sent to children's home i'm talking about opportunities for getting involved somehow you know helping a foster home or foster parents in your church you can reach out to them and say you know can we you know babysit for you guys uh, once a month or a couple of times a month and send them out because having a child extra child in your home that's not you know your own mold so to speak is challenging very challenging especially the kids coming from trouble background they just have a lot of issues and baggages and you know you we all understand um psychological effects of of damages so i'm so sorry the 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 powerpoint i put together when i could convert it from uh a keynote to a <laughs> uh, powerpoint it just got a little messed up but i'll i'll, I'll explain you know what's the main need for this children first of all a place where they can be safe um the recently i heard a testimony of a pastor uh, he came to a gideon's testimony night and he said uh, his father was abusive very very abusive um i don't want to go into the details but to the point where he 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 finished high school in his his one of his um uh teachers recommended because he was a brilliant mind and he recommended to military school and the first night he was there they played the music when the gate was closing and most of the children started to weep and cry and he started to burst out laughing and the drill surgeon or whoever in charge came and asked him why are you smiling why are you laughing and he said do you know that you know he, he said do you know that the gate is closed you cannot go out he said yep that's the same reason i'm laughing because i know my dad cannot come in you know because all his life every night he was abused so these children need a, a safe place one of the thing that uh, 
the building, I'll, I'll show you the building plan that we have that's been refined over the years. It's like each child get their own uh, room uh, within a tiny bathroom because the safety of their uh, life is very important. And most of the kids are abused, become abusers and things of that nature. So a lot of details goes into that place of refuge where they can sleep night without fear of anything and the most important thing once they are in that place is they need to experience the love of Jesus Christ there's no other way um, that's that's where the healing start that's where they're going to be restored and uh, I lost control on advancing the slide okay I get back thank you so call to action it's not for anybody it's just for me the call to action was, you know, I have to make a commitment to pray for those children um, every day, every day, and ask the Lord, how can I bring hope to this situation? And it went on for many years. I'm not saying it's the case on a cookie cutter, but you might, your case might be different. But I'm asking everybody to pray for this because God answered prayer. And I can show you some of the things that God is taking us through. Uh, and um, you know we are nowhere close to anything, but things are happening. So these are some of the things that I I thought about asking people to you know think about. Uh, Become a prayer partner. Uh, prayer is the most important thing. You know we we cannot do anything without prayer, and that is the foundation. Um, I learned over the years uh, with different um, you know, Christian work. I went to uh, visit with the Billy Graham Association the, uh, earlier this year. And one of the things that their cornerstone was prayer. There's always people praying for the work that they, you know, when Billy Graham or whoever is going and preaching, there's a group of people constantly praying. So that's what I'm um, our need, greatest need is prayer. You know, then we can always organize awareness campaign, you know, different form of church, speaking at the churches, speaking at Christian organization, Bible study group, wherever that may be. We, we have to spread this message that they need and, uh, you know, God will raise his people. Uh, organize mission teams to help children's home because I got to tell you, I visited some Christian uh, children's home the work is endless you know there's so many things needed to be taken care of so if there's a mission team comes it's almost like you know a, a breath of fresh air uh, always pray for you know becoming a foster parent that's something we, we've been praying about as part of what we do is you know we can only take so many children here um, but if we can work with churches and work with, you know, Christian organization that can help families to bring in one or two, uh, that is where we would like to ultimately get. We want to get all these children out of this this government program and put them in Christian home. You know, Christians are the new pathway in my mind of education. Because we know our education system is so off, off the chart, 
you know, we had to bring the good news to the children, educate them in the ways of the Lord and everything else. I can give you some example of that, you know, what we are thinking of different programs to do here in terms of education. Um, and uh, I'll cover that a little later. Um, then we welcome to join us in building the home land. That's, you know, if God is leading you to come visit us and see, because sometimes people ask me, what do you mean? Uh, I was challenged by that because I don't want to give them a laundry list of things to do. And uh, obviously there's so many things that we work on. So I, I prayed about it. I said, Lord, how should I answer that question? What do I need? You know, uh, I don't want to give them the wrong impression that I don't need anything. At the same time, I don't want to give them a list. So I told most people, I said, come visit us. If 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 that's who God is leading you, come visit us. And I will show you all the things that we're working on. And if you think that's something, you know, okay, I can, I can do that, um, then go for it. You know, we pray about it. And if you feel led by doing that type of project, go for it. Anyway, that's that's that. It's a story of Homelale. You know, I just gave you a quick introduction earlier um, how I end up in Maine and what we're trying to do. Um, we we Our goal is to house about 100 children in this premise. We have about 257 acres that we're trying to build uh, homes uh, for the fresh children who's coming to us and then probably build a dorm type of uh, facility where we can house more children uh, where you know we, we know that they're training the ways of the Lord and they're responsible then they can they can probably you know stay together with other children you know this God has to orchestrate all that but you know we are the first home phase right now so that's something we've been praying about and um, this is the one that really brought me to my uh, knees uh, Proverbs 24 11 and 12 deliver those who are drawn towards death and hold back those stumbling to the slaughter if you say Behold, we did not know this. Does not he who weighs the heart perceive it? Does not he who keeps watch over your soul know it? And will he not repay man according to his work? I was, you know, like, Lord, I know this is going on. And I'm going to stand before one day and you're going to ask me, what did you do? And I don't have an answer. And I'm praying that I will have an answer at some point. So. This is our website, and um, you can go to homelail.org and, you know, find some details about what we're working on. Um, so feel free to do that. And um, we uh, we call it Love Home because that's the first fruit of the Spirit. <laughs> so we, we, we're hoping to build all the fruit of the Spirit homes, and then we'll figure out what next after that. Um, so here is the quick summary of the project uh, we worked on. Uh, and I can I can walk you through some of the pictures, give you an idea. Uh, Greg, do you want to share some of the pictures? Uh, in 2021, January, uh, you can just get 
that that's the first one we prayed and here's a, I, I can tell you some of the foolish thing that I've been doing here. I moved here uh, in 2018, uh, end of 2018, December, right before Christmas. Can I move the screen or you, you got it? Uh, I'll have to move it. So you just tell me to go into advance. Okay. 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 There's a lot of pictures. I, I was just wondering if I can share my screen, I can scroll with the pictures. Do you want me to try that? Okay. Anyway, so when we moved here, you know, we have about 35 to 40 acres of field, and I have a lawnmower. <laughs> you know, we grew hay here, and I have no idea what I'm up against. And, uh, God was very gracious, and um, I prayed, Lord, how am I supposed to take care of this place? I need help. And God sent the right people at the right time to do the work. So in 2021, 2020 was figuring out all the, you know, the paperwork, registration, and stuff like that. So that's that's another thing I just wanted to, to give you a quick story of how God is connecting things, right? So 2020, I started doing the paperwork uh, for registering um, for a children's home as a school here in, in this property. So I went to the – I asked around. You know, I, I only know a few people in Maine. So I always ask people, you know, who would be a, a – a lawyer that I can hire to do the registration paperwork and, you know, you know, legal side of it. And somebody gave me a name. <clears throat> so I called them and made an appointment. And I know he's a Christian because he, he, he is the one who taking care of the church legal, uh, you know, paperwork. So I went there one day and, uh, you know, as soon as he saw me, he said, are you from India? I said, yes, sir, I'm from India. So he's, he said, oh, I got this letter today. And he showed me the letter from his sister-in-law. And he's, he wanted to find out if I know the language. I said, no, I didn't recognize the language because it, it, you might know India got a lot of language. He said, then he went on telling me the story about his brother and his sister-in-law travel around the world translating Bibles. And he told me the story of, a, you know, his brother, they just finished a few years ago a Bible translation in Brazil in the Amazon jungle. And uh, so I listened to the whole story and I said, is your brother in, in the main? And he said, yes, that's my brother. How did you know? So I ended up telling the story I told you before Somebody invited me to stay in their home in Clinton, Maine, and that's the couple that I met, told me the story, and years later, I'm sitting in the lawyer's office. That was his brother. <laughs> it's a few people I met in Maine. God made the connection in, in a such a way that I was just dumbfounded, you know? So anyway, in 2021, uh, we were asking about, you know, how we can get some work done here. It will have so in 2019, we did the dedication of this property, uh, and we invited a whole bunch of people. So 
80 people showed up. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. Um, and we didn't know that many people at that time. Anyway, and one of the gentlemen from our church came over and uh, he, he asked me, would you mind if I walk around the property? I said, sure, go for it. So he walked around and came back and told me that, hey, you got some wood to harvest. I'm like, okay, um, how much is that going to cost? Because that was not in my plan to do it. He said, no, 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 you got money in, in harvesting wood. I said, sign me out. So he, he said, I'll come and, you know, give you an estimate. So he came over later on and, and made the plan how to do the harvest. And he said, we have to do some road to get to the woodlot there. And I, I said, uh, okay. So I call, started calling people to do some road work. And then the, we have to put 2,200 feet of road. And uh, the price I got was like 35000 You know, <laughs> it's a huge undertaking. And I, I, I said, I don't know. So I, I called uh, one of our guys from the church that we get together and pray. And I said, uh, we need to get some road work done. He said, why don't you talk to, you know, this gentleman, his name is Eric. And I said, okay. So he introduced me to Eric and uh, Eric came here and he said can i come and see what you need to get done and what, what are you doing this for and i told him that we we're you know thinking of opening a children's home and we need to get some wood cut and clear the land and all that stuff so so i walked him around where we need to put the road in and all that stuff and he, he looked at me and said what are you doing in Maine? i said i don't know <laughs> this is where i'm at so anyway so he he brought this machine and he started working on he, he worked for a big outfit that you know they build airports and stuff like that it's a huge huge connection company so he started coming here and working getting the roads done so a couple of weeks he worked he worked on the over the weekend because he's you know working full time so one week he came over on a friday night and I hear the excavator running. And I'm like, what is he doing in, you know, here Friday night? Because usually come on Saturday and, you know, Sunday after church. So I walked down there and asked him, what, what are you doing in the night? He said, I had to go to Florida tomorrow. So I won't be here, you know, to do the work. So uh, I said, don't worry about it. We'll, we'll do it later. So he said, why didn't you come in? And I show you how this thing worked, and you can do it. I said, I'd never seen an excavator, you know, up close. At the, <laughs> that's the first time I've seen this thing. So anyway, uh, next morning I went into the excavator, started the engine, and I said, Lord, here's my two hands. Use it for whatever you want me to do with it. So in the next six months, I spent pretty much eight hours in that machine, and uh, we got most of the work done. And, you know how God get it done and he did all this uh, without charging anything you know you know that's one provision of god's work so in 2021 we started uh, breaking ground and you can see this is the road that we did uh, about 2200 you can just skip forward and i'll tell you um there's a lot of a lot of trees we're going through the woods so <laughs> a lot of trees, a lot of rocks, and and 
and you can just keep going. And that's the first project that we did. Then later on, we we got all the you can see a lot of uh, machines running around cutting woods and stuff like that. We have about eighty five truck loads of lumber went out of this place, and we clear out another fifteen acres uh, to to expand the fields that we have. That's another project that we're working on. My wife is a baker, and she loved teaching baking. To the children, supply big stuff for uh, two farmers market, and uh, and we our kids are involved in in doing some of this stuff, and they learn a lot, <laughs> and they make good money too. You know, about three four hundred dollars a week at staying home and making this stuff. So, you know, one of the things that we I would like to incorporate with the education of these children is to give them. Give them good foundation in doing things. You know, I, our kids ride with me in the excavator, and you know all that stuff. They they learn a lot in doing things, and we have to be very careful. Don't get me wrong. You know, we teach them the basics of of safety and give them the safety gear and all that stuff. But at the same time, you know, most kids learn by doing things. And I had to tell you, now after two years of working with our children, we can just tell our oldest children, you know, how many varieties of bread we need and how many we need and all the different products that we make and they do it. And it's a lot of math involved. You know, you have to be very structured in timing. Baking is all about, you know, timing. And uh, so, we have additional building in this property. So one of the building we're thinking of making into a woodworking business. Uh, one gentleman that somebody mentioned to me about selling his woodworking business, which is uh, already established, he's retiring. So we're prayerfully considering of bringing that here. If we can find somebody to run that, uh, you know, it's, a, it's not a lot of money in that business, but it gives uh, somebody an employment opportunity here and also a couple more if we want to expand it we can expand they they make some very good main main furniture uh, and uh, they already have established customers and stuff like that my goal is the kids get to see those things and learn and if they interested in learning something like that you know we're welcome to engage them in that process so a lot of different projects. Another project that we're working on, you know, because I'm, my background is software, everything that we build in software, we always build a prototype. So that's the same philosophy I'm adopting here. We have a 30 by 72 feet long greenhouse that we use all year and produce enormous amount of, uh, of vegetables and stuff like that. So uh, my goal is, to make this property uh, fully, you know, uh, productive in a sense that every, I always pray, Lord, give us wisdom to um, uh, give us wisdom to, to make every square inch of this property to be used for the glory of God. So that's that's our goal. So a lot of uh, opportunities to get involved and, uh, and uh, if he, uh, you know, 
we we're just building as the Lord leads every day. This, uh, these are the these are the the roads that Greg is, is showing, the one that we finished for the children's home. So we did all the roads. We clear out the. This is a, gives you an idea how long it is. This is about fifteen hundred feet long. You can see it's a <laughs> time lapse video. Uh, it, it continues for a while. But this is the second project that we were renting a bigger excavator to do some clearing of the land. Now we have the land uh, all cleared and uh, we dug the foundation and we're hoping and praying that uh, next spring we'll pour the foundation. And my desire is to finish the first home by end of, by end of next year. And so if you would, would pray for that. That would be really appreciated. Uh, we need a we need a home. Um, the teachers for the children and also house parents. That's something we already started looking for. So if you go back to my presentation, um, Greg, can you go back to the presentation? Yeah. So why are we doing this? You know. At the end of the day, all glory belongs to God. So if we can make an impact on the life of children, God get the glory. And I thank you for giving me the time to share with you what God is <laughs> directing us to do here. So I thank you so much for your time. Questions? Thank you. Thank you, Aju. Thank you for uh, for that presentation. And my heart goes out to these children. Uh, I mean, it's just staggering to think the uh, the amount of children that are suffering right now, uh, who need the Lord, who need ministry like this, like yours. Um, my heart breaks for these children, and we need to we need to pray for these children. Right. Um, thank you for moving forward with what the Lord has put on your heart to do uh, in regard to this. Um, and yeah, it, it is amazing, amazing what God is doing in your life and the, the amount of land that you were able to acquire uh, is just amazing. Uh, that, I mean, I'm sure you never thought you'd be at that point where you are today. Um, so <laughs> all glory to God for this, right? Amen. Absolutely, absolutely. Brothers, you uh, do you have any questions for a Jew? Any comments? Anything about uh, what was mentioned today? Yeah, I've got one. Um, you, toward right toward the end of uh, your your presentation, which was a tremendous blessing to watch. I just uh, I could really see how how the Lord was leading you every step of the way, and it. At one point, one point you said um, you made you mentioned I can't, Lord, I can't do this in my own strength, and uh, and that's that's when uh, things started to go into God gear. I call it. It's when uh, it's when you've gone through all all eighteen speeds and you're <laughs> you can't do anymore. And then you said uh, as as the Lord was leading me, and. And um, I, this, the, the sensitivity, the um, uh, just the, 
the humility that you have to uh, to be open to the prompting of the Lord is, uh, you know, I obviously I, this is the first time we ever met you, but I can tell you're the kind of person that the reason the Lord is using you this way is because of the the love that you have for God, the sensitivity that you have for helping these children. And there's no doubt at all in my mind that everything is going to go forward with, uh, you're going to be pouring the foundation, you'll have the homes, you'll have the teachers, you'll have the house parents. You you're the, you know, I, I don't want to do the thus saith the Lord, but I'm going to tell you that I, I, I really, I'm sensing that this, the doors are opening and they'll open when they need to be open for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, and there's going to be a lot of people that watch this that will be wanting to support, you know, the work. And uh, I think we're all kind of humbled by watching this. Uh, I know these guys pretty good and, and I can tell just by watching them and uh, how they were, um, you know, I was sitting back thinking to myself, you know, this is a, this is a man, you know, like after God's own heart who really wants to do his will and uh brother, you're, you're a blessing. Um, I wish I was there to give you a hug because it really, uh, this is really the next generation, these children. And and there's so many of them that don't have any hope at all. Like all of us were without hope, God without hope in this world at one point. And uh, he saw fit to save us. So uh, I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate what you're doing. And uh, it's, uh, wow. I just sat here and went, wow. (laughs) <laughs> this is really something else. It's something else. Uh, how how everything worked out for you, and how you're able to get that land cleared, and and the cost was going to be astronomical, but yet you just there just happened to be somebody who was able to do it for you, and there just happened to be someone else. The, the, you know, God is the God of the impossible, isn't He? Amen. Amen. Just, so so thank you. I appreciate it. Well, one of the uh, questions that came up in chat was the same question that I had is um, uh, how many children are, are going to be able to be in this, uh, this facility when it's built? The target, we, we put a target, you know, we had to put a stake in the ground, so to speak, 100. 200? 100. 100? Okay. I mean, it, it can grow from there. I don't know. This is very early to put a number to it, but we are hoping, based on other children's home, what we uh-huh. studied, the, the limit they put, the comfortable way to run this program, the way it is right now, is 100 children. And yeah. each home that we're building, each parent will be housing up to seven in one home. Mm-hmm. So we got to figure out how they graduate from that type of setup as they grow through different programs where they'll be responsible and caring for each other with, so we can be putting in a building where they can accommodate more, you know. So yeah. this is a process that they they move through different stages. Okay, yeah, that's that's a lot. That, 
it's a lot of children. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, even a hundred is, is, is a lot. I mean, you're, you're getting towards like summer camp type <laughs> uh, deal there, but um, that's exciting. I, you know, there, there are a lot of children that are obviously in need that are in certain systems, shall we say that uh, don't necessarily have their best interests, right? Let's be honest. Yeah. And, uh, they certainly aren't learning about Christ in those um, government-run ones. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's um it's a, it's an amazing thing you're doing there. Hey, Jew, uh, why, why don't you tell everybody how they can support your ministry? Well, first of all, prayer. And uh, another thing about you talked about, uh, you know, the the interest of people. One of the things that I prayed about it way back way back when, when I started praying about these children. And most of us are familiar with the story of George and Yor. Um And I said, Lord, if you provide, I'll do it. I will, I will never fundraise. I might be the foolish person in the world, but I said, Lord, if you do it, I'm with you on this. Uh, so uh, that's been the principle. We don't take any fund from the government because we wanted to teach them the word of God. And mm-hmm. we don't want any, otherwise this is like any other program. Uh, you know, we can feed them, clothe them, and send them to school. That's not the idea. The purpose we're doing is to teach them the word of God, which they don't get involved. And I wanted them to be raised as, as somebody who can go and do much bigger things by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so we want to train them and send them out. And what I'm seeing at the other children's home, now these children, are, they're adults and they're coming, coming back and, you know, encouraging the children because they have a better testimony than I have, you know, because they came with, you know, through this, this horrible situation. And that's our hope. You know, this will multiply. And, you know, like I said, the 100 children, it's, it's not even a drop in the bucket of this, you know, close to 4 million children are reported every year. So we have to tackle this in a, in a wide variety of ways. And I'm looking at all the Christians that will take an active role in, in doing something. I don't know. I, you know, this is all... Um, we have to figure out because the way our education system is going, the only hope is the church. When I say church, it's not a denominational, you know, building. It's the body of believers. Right. We have to change. This, this, this is our opportunity to bring, you know, people to the Lord at a very young age. You know, I have to, I don't want to take too much of your time. I know you have a panel discussion. But our church that we are attending have a program called CRB which is Calvary Residential Discipleship. And they take people who have gone through abuse of substance and all that stuff. And, you know, we see, you know, here every every day they, they come to the Lord. But they have messed up their lives so bad. But my hope is we will, we will stop that cycle before the children enter because they know which way to go, you know. So we are looking to give them a direction. It could be family, it could be church, it could be the body of believers. That's that's our hope. So we're not stopping at taking children here. 
we want to be engaged in this this process where we have to work with churches, we have to work with Christian groups and uh, find venues where we can, you know, place these children and in some form or fashion. And I, I know it's very, very risky in many ways, but we have to do this in, you know, prayerfully. And God has to give the wisdom. That's what I, if people ask me, how can we help in what's first and foremost request is pray for us to have the wisdom, like, you know, like Saul, <laughs> we need extraordinary wisdom to tackle this because it's an area that we can be taken down with one in, in, in incidence of failure, you know, there's no room for, you know, because we are taking responsibility of somebody's children, somebody's you know, children, and we have to be very, 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 very careful. So, yeah, pray for that. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, brother. And uh, so we're going to we have a few questions uh, for you through the chat. Um, and we're also going to talk about some other things since we have you on uh, uptime. Uh, some of the things that we do talk about are, uh, oh, of course, the rapture of the church. Um, not sure, sure what your beliefs are on that specifically, uh, Jew. Um, uh, in terms of eschatology, what are your beliefs on the rapture specifically? Just out of curiosity. I believe God is going to take the church out of it before anything goes wrong here. <laughs> Amen. That's what I'm hoping to, to yeah. you know, I always, I walk, you know, I, I walk in the woods most of the time and pray because I was, I'm clueless, you know, and I pray <laughs> for her to help me to, you know, what you want me to do today? Because I worked in the technology industry where everything is is calendar based, and when I stepped down from that, I was almost lost for a season in my life because I'm like, what am I supposed to do today? So I stopped that and I just walked. I walked in the property because when I came here, we didn't even know the boundaries of this. But you know, you know, I I looked at the deed and talk about corners of the west south area and i'm like lord you got to help me out here so i've walked in the wood all the time woods all the time and pray lord what do you want me to do today that was it was some time you know through all that i believe god will come so every day i walk and i have my prayers lord are you coming today it's a good day <laughs> but i want to be found faithful doing what he's calling us to do until he shows up it's like the wise servants, you know, be busy doing what he's doing. So I'm, I'm Amen. Free. <laughs> Amen. You know, Bob uh, Barber, uh, he uh, he has this idea, uh, theory that uh, some of us are all going to gather at some point uh, just before we go up in a specific uh, area. That would be great if that was uh, the land that you built there. That would be uh, that would be something, huh, Bob? Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, if you like, guys want to come and visit us, we have room to stay. More than welcome. Yeah, that would be awesome. That's great. That just awesome. just uh, yeah. You know, there's there's so there's so many times when when. Uh, we get together on here and, you know, we don't do, we don't have a script, you know, we don't, 
Greg doesn't send us scripts out and say, well, this is what we're going to do this week. Uh, it's it's uh, the Holy Spirit leads this this forum, uh, this, this group of guys here. And uh, it's amazing sometimes how this all works out at all. It all seems to come full circle. Uh, each each time we have somebody on, uh, whenever it's somebody new, um, that, you know, of course, Greg knows you. We didn't know you. Now we do. But when you said the, the biggest need is prayer, that's one of the things that the adversary tries to talk us out of. It's a simple thing. But we need to realize that uh, when we do, when we are praying, to also be thankful that we can pray. Amen. You know, that we can, uh, you know, now I have another brother to pray for. And mm-hmm. and just to guide you to, to make the right decisions. And, and like you said, you, you don't want to get on some thing where you're saying, you know, uh, Send your send your uh, tax deductible contributions to PO box whatever you don't want to do that because the Lord is the one that's going to open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you're not going to have room enough to receive it and uh, that's that's uh, that's my that's my uh, exhortation for you and I, I believe that's what's going to happen. Um, I think all of us can agree on that, right, Greg? That we want to see that happen. Amen. And uh, what you're doing is uh, honorable and going to change a lot of lives. I wish I, I wish it might. When I was younger, I'd have somebody like you to come along and give me some directions. Man, I would have probably avoided a few pitfalls, maybe. <laughs> Maybe more than a few. You know, I, I I'm, I'm the last one to do anything. It's, it's, I, I wasted a lot of years, you know, like the Gideon praying, you know, make this red, you know, <laughs> please red, and make it dry. And I tried every way to get out. Of this. I, I I looked at different. I I st- actually started looking at certain program to. Uh, get involved so that way I can send a check and you know I feel good about it. But God is a good thing. I don't know what I'm doing, but uh, he's he's leading the way. It's his project I'm here for today. I had to tell you one thing if uh, December fourth is my anniversary that I survived my uh, spine injury. I had I broke my spine. It just cut, broke <laughs> at heavy weight hit my head. I'm very I, I didn't grow up in this one because no one crazy. This is my neck brace. I started taking off recently because um, uh, I, I'm out of pain. You know, the C1, which is the, the top of your spine. Uh, I was working on something last December for uh, moving some of our animals into uh, closer to the barn. So the idea is 
the prototype all the working is we should be able to produce enough vegetables eggs milk and meat here on campus for for the children we want to feed them good and also teach them how to do it i grew up in an agriculture community so i definitely were doing this but and they're breaking my neck and i was but that night i said goodbye to my wife and children i thought i was going to make it because i see you know it's closing in and it's losing it and uh, uh but god pulled me through that and there's a lot of story behind it you know god sent a neurosurgeon <laughs> that we met right before he was at hospital for 36 years and he came and did everything for us uh, so i can tell i i know few people and i can count in one hand and <laughs> those are the right people <laughs> but by the grace of god you know it's been a year i'm almost out of that brace uh and turn much i can you know sit straight but uh, but in the meantime i have to tell you after i broke my neck we got more work done here I don't know you saw a clip where one of the bucket has a hand on it you know the so I was I couldn't go down because the escalator and they said how big is the bucket so my son went and put his hand next to the bucket to give me the scale <laughs> because I was just totally <laughs> down <laughs> wow but we got a lot of work done while I was there and somebody asked me this question what did you learn from it I said Well God clearly showed that he didn't need me to get anything done here. So I'm good. <laughs> Very good. Really uh, yeah. good. That is good. That is Yeah, God is good. good. Um, amazing. Uh, you, you break your neck and uh and you, you still you still moving forward. I mean, the, the miracles of God, the the amazing mm-hmm. amazing uh, mercies of God and uh and and just goes to show what you're doing is is his work. you know you're doing his you're doing his work and uh that's clearly evident that is so uh, evident so um a- anyway we do have some questions here uh, uh there there's some questions here about uh it's a little off topic here uh but it, it would be nice to hear if you were ever tempted by buddhism no Uh, I grew up in a Christian home but at the same time I, I did a schooling in India and we we learned about Hinduism, Buddhism, Jainism and Islam and those are all religion you know in in our community so India is one of the most populated after China and we have all the religions in the world available I have college made she was jewish and so all the religion you can find in india but i was because i know the truth uh, i would never tempted to any other thing other than i i straight away for a season because of my pride and arrogance and stuff like that but uh, never question my faith in jesus christ that's great That's great. And then um the ages, I think you you did mention that during your presentation. What are the ages you're considering having the children uh live on your property? 
right now we're considering school age from six to 16. Um, we might add other programs to go after that. But, you know, I want to be sensitive to where God is leading. We have to take babies and God is giving us the resources to do it. I mean, you know, the right people, because it's a lot of work involved in taking young children. And God is bringing that together. Um, I'm open to that. But the school and the, the facilities are building towards the school age children. Very good. Uh, so that appears to be the only questions we have for you, Ajub, but thank you so much for coming on with us. Uh, we're going to uh, spend the rest of the time answering questions for, for the panel. Um, you're free to stay with us if you want, brother. We thank you so much for your presentation, for your time, uh, and of course, um, for your works, what you're doing for the Lord. Um, man, what, a, what an amazing thing. Uh, we, we really, we really, uh, I'm, I'm really uh, in awe of what, what is going on in your life, really, brother. It really is amazing. And uh, I will get up there one of these days. You're all welcome to come yeah. visit us anytime. And here's one thing I will I'll, I'll, I'll just mention. Um, if you guys need more information about, you know, the reports that are coming out of different organizations, I'll be more than happy to provide that. And if any of your churches or Bible study group would like to know more about the needs, uh, I'll be more than come down and talk to you, to your church, whatever, whatever you think is appropriate that thank you so much god bless you guys yeah god bless you, you. yeah take thank care you. man thank you all right requires a lot of doesn't do it, something it, uh, it is actually amazing uh when you look at i mean you guys just see what i mean you have it's to a be leap of faith in awe. Right? i mean really a leap in yeah. faith i mean yeah. for this uh awesome. this man um really astounding um, and everybody's got their work, their, their ministries. They do, Bob, you're doing feed my sheep today. I mean, listen, the Lord puts this stuff in our hearts, on our minds to do. Uh, I mean, there are certain things, times in my life where I started thinking, Oh, should I be on a missions trip today? Mm. Should I be going out with this? And, uh, there's some things where you say, well, am I supposed to be here? Or am I supposed to be, you know, where I am right now? <laughs> That's where you really got to be praying in the yeah. spirit to find out where the Lord wants you, folks. But you can see how much peace he has, yeah. right? Because he's because he's doing what the Lord is calling him to do. So he's right in the zone. He's not fighting against it. He's not striving against mm -hmm. it. He's got an uphill climb. He's got all this work to deal with, but he's he, he's loving it because he's he's right there where the Lord wants him to be. And he's prepared him for it. And he's able to handle it. And, you know, that goes back to that passage that says that, that God's not going to give you something that you can't handle. Right. And the thing is, like when the Lord calls you to do something and you don't do it, that's when you start feeling stripe and start feeling things. And you're like, like you're saying, right, should I be, you know, and you just don't feel like right, right. But when the going gets tough, but you're doing what the Lord is, is telling you, you have peace. It's, right. it's, yeah. it's, it's hard to explain, isn't it? Isaiah 26, 3. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, hmm. because he trusts in thee. 
that's kind mm-hmm. of a, that's that's in a in a nutshell how a Jew is is walking. Yeah. You know, like Kevin, you just hit it right on the nose there, man. Because uh, there's a lot of things that that have come up to uh, and will come up to discourage you when you're trying to mm-hmm. walk with the Lord, when you're trying to do His will. It's not always uh, it's not always smooth waters. Yeah. But if you continue to be faithful, the waters will become smoother. You know. It's a spiritual battle fighting, right? Yeah, I was impressed by uh, just I could just like his the sensitivity that the man has um, mm-hmm. to to uh, follow through with with this and to continue. And uh, I'm sure it's not always been easy. He didn't bring up a lot of obstacles and things like that. I'm sure for I know I know he didn't do that because he didn't want to give the adversary any credit at all. Which is fine with me. He doesn't need any credit, mm-hmm. but at the same time, he's uh, he's looking down the road. He's looking at this as something that is, and I really believe when I said that it is going to happen. It is going to happen for him mm-hmm. because that's what that's what the Lord's put in his and down as a goal for his life. Right. And that's it's like you right. just said. It's not a goal for everybody's life to to take care of the children, but he was right when he said that is, that that is the future. And these right. the educational system in this, in this country is so messed up. It's so messed up that I would isn't much that, rather. Isn't that the, the mindset the Lord wants us to have though is like, cause I mean, you remember that parable about the person who built their foundation on the sand, right? And then it's right. like, it can't start. You, if you start something weak, you're not going to get there. And yet if you, if you say, you know what, this is going to happen. The Lord is calling me to do this and you're sure of it. Then you, you build it out from the beginning to succeed. And you, your, your, your focus is on achieving the goal and doing everything it takes in order to, to get there. And, and while you're doing that, you're going to get, like I said, we're in a spiritual battle. So those spirit, that spiritual battle manifests itself as physical things sometimes like obstacles and things like that but you can tell he he's just like you know what i'm gonna take that obstacle and i'm gonna turn it flip it on its on its head and i'm gonna use it to my advantage and that's when you know the lord's got his hand on it because you you you, sometimes when we look at things and sometimes we're so frail that we're like how can i get past this And, and the lord's like I got this and, you know, and all of a sudden, like you said, Greg, this person shows up or this person happens and then you're like, yeah, I'll help you out. And I've got this idea and we can sell this and we can do that. And it's like, next thing you know, everything's paid for. And it's like, Lord, how how did you do that? You know, but um, that's what's so amazing about, about our God is that he is, he is perfect, man. He, he, he is all knowing, all loving, and he is he's going to have your back whenever you are putting your trust in him, right? Amen. And I know what it takes to do something like that, you know. You know, it's one thing to run a ministry, it's another thing to grow a ministry. Mm. Amen. Yeah. You know, so what he's trying to do, that's tough. You're trying to build buildings. And you know, he doesn't uh 
he doesn't. I guess he wasn't quite clear where to go to give. I guess mm-hmm. that information would be in the description box or something you're going to do, Greg. Because I'm sure someone's going to watch this and want to support him. Well, it's on his website, so oh, website. he did mention the website, and there's a donation uh, link there on the website. So that'd be a good if, idea for the uh, description box. Yeah. So uh, uh, let me uh, let me share the tab. Um, so for yeah. Yeah, but, that's, um, but yeah, I know so, what he's doing though. Yeah, yeah. So oh. this is the website right here. This is his website. You can give. Um, there's a section on uh, the website. It is homelayel.org, uh, and then you go to the give section uh, that is at the top menu. Uh, you click on give, and you can certainly make your donation that way. Oh, okay. Okay. So everybody take a good look at that. You know, get in there, do what you can, wherever the Lord is leading or pulling your heart. Just get in there. Every little bit helps. Okay. And uh pray, pray, pray for him. Uh some of the things like this, you're talking big money, things like this really move when there's somebody with a lot of money that steps in. Mm-hmm. So hopefully somebody sees this that has a lot of money that's interested in building a home for Christian children. Okay, so if you're watching this right now, if you got something you want, you want to do something for the Lord is really big. Building a home for Christian children would be a really good one. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yes. You know, so let's pray. I'm going to pray for our Jew right now that somehow, some way, this uh, broadcast will bless his ministry greatly. Heavenly Father, we just ask in Jesus' name right now, bless Aju and his work that he's doing with the building of these buildings to provide for Christian children, to provide for them and take care of them. And Father, we pray in Jesus' name that there are people who have a lot of money that can fund a building or at least part of the property or have something that, something loose that they can turn around and give to a Jew to make this happen. Because this takes a lot of money, Lord. We're talking about buildings here and land and everything. So, Heavenly Father, we, we ask in Jesus' name, everybody that's watching this live stream right now, just pray, amen, in Jesus' name, that a Jew will see a massive increase in yes. his work for the Lord yes. going into 2023 and all through 2023, 2024, for as long as we're here. In Jesus' name, we pray, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Wow. Yeah, he's only going to do good for those for those children. Um, it's you know you're right though, you, Robert. I think you were mentioning it's it's a there's a lot of corruption involved with taking care of children at the the governmental level. I mean, not just in this country, but worldwide. And um, you know, whole, some of that corruption is coming to light, but uh, sadly, not enough to to like really put key people uh, away and to to have them be held accountable for what they're doing. So it's nice to see somebody from on the other side of things saying, you know what, we're going to combat that. And uh, that's, that's commendable um, and amazing uh, trust and faith in the Lord. And that's, that's awesome. I mean, you know, the body of Christ is very versatile, aren't we? 
You know, that's something to think about. He build these buildings. I always think I always think about what uh Perry Stone always says. That when they build these buildings, they hope that they are preserved during the tribulation so that mm. way they can be utilized during the millennial reign. Mm. And mm. you know, I hope this is the case for whatever he builds, that it is preserved during the tribulation and used during the millennial reign for God's purpose. Well, Maine's got a pretty good chance, Bob, to survive. I mean, if you're talking about anywhere in the United States during your uh, what you what what you had predicted um, regarding one third of the of the Earth being pretty much devastated, I mean, Maine is is kind of up there and out of the way. So maybe those buildings will will make it through. That'd be awesome. Now it was just in Maine, right? Yes, it wasn't anywhere else. It was just in Maine. Just in Maine. It looks uh, it looked very uh, very cold um, there, <laughs> Mister Hagen's like cold. Come on, nothing. What about Minnesota? He should probably get those. Uh, what's that show called? Maine Cabin Masters or something like that. Those guys <laughs> there in Maine. Yeah, Maine the, Cabin Masters. Degrees today. Yeah, right now, right. like a nice warm yeah. summer for for Mr. Hagen. I mean, it's uh, you know, he's he's like Maine. They don't have winter there. That's that's what we call. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> they do have winter there. Yeah. yeah, it's eight degrees right now here. Eight, eight. eight. Oh wow! But it's it's above zero. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a plus. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're, we're having some real nice weather here. We were seventy-seven today. There, I don't so. even want to hear it. I, yeah, I know. I figured. Don't even want <laughs> seventy-seven. Seventy-seven. It's a warm, it's a warm beginning of December here. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. Not jealous. Uh, no, no. It's uh, it, it. Don't worry. It'll get cold. Like I said, it, when it okay. gets. Cold. Yeah, it'll, it'll, get down, cool. it'll get down to 66. Oh, come on now. I mean, that one February was minus two. And, and I'm telling you, uh, to, to, to Mr. Hagen, minus two is like, oh, it's a Wednesday. But to, to us, it's uh, it's cataclysmic. It's uh, 100 years. Minus, minus you know? two is awfully cold, Kevin. Well, it is. <laughs> it really is. But, but don't you get yeah. to like minus 20, minus 30 sometimes? Sure. Sure. Wind chill sure. sometimes yeah, that's, forty-five. That's a, that's a Thursday. Yeah. Sometimes forty-five and fifty below with the wind, oh. and that's just the uh, polar bears are hitchhiking, you know, with top coats on and things like that. <laughs> it's cold. It's cold, man. It's not meant for human consumption. We no. need global warming. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Where's Al Gore? We need him, you know. Yeah, really. Come over here and put your lights on, Al Gore, and heat it all up for us. <laughs> Oh boy! So well, that, that's an amazing. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you brought him on. It was uh, it's, yeah, oh, yeah. Definitely a change yeah, right? of pace. Excellent. But it just shows, like, hey, there there are a lot of things that are that are happening with the body of Christ in all areas and big and small, and it's it's pretty awesome to see that. It is. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bob, that's, I'm willing. That's, that's, that's the stuff that matters, really. I mean, yeah. think about it, you know. So you go to the beam of seat judgment, what, G- what is Jesus going to reward you on? About you, you you guessing when the rapture is or figuring out who the Antichrist is? You ain't getting nothing for that. <laughs> that's, true. that's true. You get nothing for that, man. You, it's like it's it's work that a Jew is doing is pure. Yeah. You know, that's, that's gold, silver, precious stones right there. Amen. So, I mean, if you guys 
anybody out there want to make a difference, you know, that's that right there. You're taking care of these children. And the Bible says the religion that's pure is taking care of the widows and the children. Mm-hmm. I can't quote the verse right now, but I know Jesus said mm-hmm. that. Yep. But uh, that he's taking care of the children. Okay, so that's that. That is your gold and silver and precious stones. So that's a good work. I would rather build one of those buildings. I would I would rather support building one of those buildings than any given sanctuary all throughout this country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, any parking sure. lot, big sound system. I would rather do that parking lot because at least then you will see so reward from it. Right? You yeah, know? we need a new parking lot. It's like yeah. Two million dollars. Like, how about build a you know house name for a hundred children? That's that sounds like a better deal Mm -hmm. than a brand new parking lot. Yep, it's pretty much you're building orphanages. That's what you're doing. Yeah, that's what he's doing. He's building an orphanage, and he should probably have a commons area and also a Mm -hmm. uh, units where you can school them. Mm -hmm. You know, that's uh, it's gonna be kind of cool. Watch him keep keep track of him, Greg. You know, yeah. see what he's doing. You know, yeah. If we're here long enough, we need to have him come back and give us update on, uh, you know, for the progress. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Yes, we'll do. Uh, so I'm sharing the tab of the verse you were looking for, specifically in James one twenty seven. Mm-hmm. Right there, it is. Yeah. See. Uh, depending on translation, right? But. Uh, so, yeah, James one twenty seven, pure religion and defiable for God and the Father's this to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction and to keep himself unspotted from the world. Mm. Mm. A Jew is nailing that. Yeah. He's yeah, nailing he's that. Like, Government, I don't want your assistance. You know, he's keeping himself unspotted from the world. Yeah, we don't want any PBS over here, man. Yeah, really. <laughs> Cartoons. <laughs> no, no. Just, uh, dragon tails and stuff like that. You no, know? <laughs> and all the other stuff. They're, 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 they're all pushing the same narrative, aren't they? Yep. And it's, uh, it's, you know, look away, look away, look where our kids are now. You yeah. know, all from government influenced deals like that. So, yeah. In order to do something like that, he's going to need some protection. He's on. I mean, we continue to pray for him, folks, sure. and mm-hmm. and the children. Uh, someone up here mentioned, "Should we pray for the children?" And I say, "Yep, yeah, Father, Father, in Jesus' name, bless all the children immensely and protect them. They're going that are a part of His program and are going to be a part of His program." Yes, Lord. We ask that miracles take place inside those buildings. A massive moves of the Holy Spirit, massive breakouts, worshiping with Heavenly Father, take out takes place in there and just incredible movements that go global start in these places we ask in jesus name amen jesus name amen Amen. that's one of those shows where you know every week we're talking about bible prophecy where every week we're talking about you know what's going on in the world and stuff like that you know but sometimes we just got to slow down and focus focus on an area like this you know so Worked out pretty good. Yeah, appreciate yep. you. Appreciate you being sensitive to the uh, leading of the Holy Spirit, Greg. Because uh, you know it's uh, it's evident that you are, and it's 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 kind of a it's it's always a it's it's always fascinating to me how how all these like I like I mentioned earlier how it all works together and it comes you know 
a bunch of uh, guys from from different backgrounds can get together every week and uh, and uh, share the word as brothers and and have different people on and for the most part it's uh, it always works out pretty well in spite of me. <laughs> but, uh, thank you, brother. And uh, God let God lead, right? We let him him lead. And I love how he came up with the name, um, you know, Home Lael. Yeah. Uh, belonging to God. Uh, this was a brochure he sent me a while back. Uh, uh, La, the belonging to El. God, right? Elohim. Mm. Uh, amazing. Uh, God is all over this. You can see it, folks. I mean, if you can't uh, pray about it, <laughs> pray about it. That's all I can yeah. say. Um, we have some questions, guys. So uh, are you guys interested in going into these questions? Can you see them? I'm gonna get, yeah. yeah, let me look at I these. Looked at some questions here that's, that got answered. I saw them got answered earlier. But we do have a few of them here. Like, uh, like this one here, the road to 2024, will the rapture be 100% certain to take place on that particular <laughs> year? And if not, what kind of other prediction is yet to come to pass? You know, I was just on uh, uh, John, John Boucher's show, and, you know, I was talking to Robert Breaker, and he made a good point about the uh, 2017 being the beginning of the seven years of feast, which I could see that. I can see that happening being the case. It's not a Shemitah, but it's still seven years. And from 2017 to 2023, uh, do the math, 2023, 2024 will be seven years. And then seven years of famine. And people ask me, why Why did I name the book The Road to 2024? Because it was based on that logic. That the seven years began on in December and began in uh, 2017, January. Then it ran to 2024, basically two terms of Trump. Then it was going to be over, and then seven years of famine, seven years of peace, seven years of famine. That was the basis of my book. The fact that maybe, hopefully, Trump would do two terms, and then right at the end of these two terms, you got the second uh, um, solar eclipse on April 8th, 2024. That closes out the whole thing, and then all hell breaks loose, Mm. you know, for the seven-year tribulation. So, according to my book, tribulation doesn't start to 2024. <laughs> but, then I, but then I kind of started learning about the Shemitah, and I was like, well, maybe I was wrong about that. But now I'm like, maybe I was right about that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I was, my, my original yeah. thought was correct. Well, it's a deep thing. Well, Kev, Kevin, knows when the, Kevin knows when the rapture is going to happen, don't you, Kevin? Well, yeah, it's on the day of the rapture. We all know right. But uh, – but but you know the thing is is like it's a good thing Bob you didn't call it the road to twenty twenty two. Yeah, I mean it would it would have been like well that's all she wrote now. But but, mm-hmm. but remember like like you said you you had a lot of uh, information in there about tying it to like the eclipse the the, the two solar eclipses that crossed the United States on twenty seventeen and twenty twenty four. You did truly believe that Trump was going to have a second term. Um, and I think a lot of people did until about 3 a.m. on um, November, yep. <laughs> November the 9th of 2020. <laughs> but uh, um, we're not going to talk about that right now. But, 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 the, but yeah. the point that's, is, that's is, 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 is
It just looks like things... breaking a card. That's what it was like. Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> it's interesting because you know, God, I think threw threw a curveball. I mean, I think a lot of people thought that um, he was going to stick around, that that things were going to ramp up. But at the same time, though, when, when you're looking at it now, a couple of years later, and you see the demise of the United States. <laughs> And what has actually happened to this country being overrun by 5 million people through a, a porous border in just two years is unprecedented, unprecedented. And you can see like the total destruction and breakdown of the moral fabric of this country when it's led by those who are just flat out godless. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. They are godless, and they are pushing the godless mentality and the do what you wilt, do what you wilt mentality, whatever is right in your own eyes. And that is destroying the, the moral fabric of this country. But my point, Bob, is that you can see why God allows allowing this to happen to basically – I said this about a month ago. I was like, America and like the world in terms of like how things were and the technology and all that stuff to make things better. Well, guess what? Technology now is turning against us in terms of social media and the oppression. And then, of course, what's to come next? Transhumanism. So... That the world, I believe, is crested, and that we are on this downward slope that goes straight down when the when really the tribulation starts. So I think that that slope has started, Bob. And I and when, when I look back at it, I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I can I can see why it wasn't going to continue to go up, and that some big event had to happen to change this world dramatically, and it certainly did in 2020. And we can yeah. see, continue to see the repercussions of that and how this downward slope is, is going to glide this world right into the tribulation. Well, the fact that the United States is the only thing left standing in the way of the new world order. Mm. It's the only thing that's left. Okay. Right. So the it has to go down. It has to be dissolved. Okay. And that just has to come to pass. And unfortunately, we're in the middle of the teardown right now. Yeah, and they're going to build back better, and it's going to be a build back that's just going to be the crummiest build back in history, and uh, then it's going to be burnt to the ground. So at least we know now that the tribulation will begin pretty soon. Yeah, because how bad things are getting here, and right. there is no hope in sight anywhere. I mean, really, we'll, we'll make a difference in twenty twenty four. That's almost a whole year away. In fact, almost two years away because that's going to be November. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, we're not going to make it that long. This place will be overran, and they are making things. I mean, what, I just saw something today about what they're they are cutting out all the money for the police. You know that whole thing. Yeah. They're just getting everything set up for the uh, cartels to take over everywhere. So there will be it'll be lawlessness everywhere. The cartels are going to run this country. Of course, well, the cartels work for China. So yeah. that's that's what they're doing. Here's the other thing too: is like. You're not even allowed to question things anymore. Like if you question things, you are suspect. You are a suspect and you are obviously part of the problem. 
if you even consider questioning things. So how can you trust them anymore to actually run anything fairly? So I don't think that that regardless, I don't think that regardless of what, what people are doing, the, the point is, is that God has put this plan in motion and he's put the people in power in order to make that plan come to fruition. And mm-hmm. I think that you're right, Bob, that we're, we're, we're seeing these things take place right now that basically just line everything up. And the fact is it's God's perfect timing and something had to be, something had to change in order to make everything different so that we could get towards the tribulation. That's happening right before our very eyes. It's an amazing time to be alive, to see, witness this and to see these things happen. And I agree with you. I don't see how much longer this can go on. Uh, you can because start to like Robert, you talk about this a lot about the convergence of dates, about how this is, this, these are all convergent, converging together. And it seems like we're right at that tipping point over the next, you know, year or two at the, at the most. Well, the, the, you guys see the JCPA censorship bill where mm. uh, Jim Jordan stood up to it. And mm. it was, everybody's like on board with it. The rhinos are on board with it. They're going to pass this thing right. through. And basically, basically, it gives them the power to decide who is a true journalist and who's not. Yeah. So yeah, basically, they can say they get rid of all the journalists and keep the ones that push their agenda. Sure. Yeah. And check this out. In the bill, it says you cannot be a media outlet unless you have so many employees that work for you. So right, like us, we would have to be shut down because we don't have employees. So right. if you have more than like 10 or 30 or 40 employees, basically you got to be like one of the big dogs to stay on. So it's like, if you don't have more than this many employees, you have to be shut down because you're not, you're not true media. So that's on that censorship bill. So if we have any decent Republicans right now, they need a, oh they need to filibuster this thing all the way out. They yeah, cannot yeah. let this thing go through because this thing goes through. We, uh, I would give us some time next year, early first three to six months, we're gone. And all I'm you're, not you're gonna we're not gonna be here no more. All you're going to get is propaganda. Let's be honest. Yeah, that's it. You're not you're already getting it. Together, so. We're already yeah. at that point. Yeah. Well, well that's well. one of the things that uh, they always do in these countries when they're being taken over. Mm-hmm. By dictators, you know the the media's uh, you see that you know verbals yeah. with the propaganda in uh, World War Two. Yeah, you know he he was the minister of propaganda. He was the one that that convinced the German people from week to week how the fatherland was winning the war and everything. Uh, my mom yeah. was uh, my mom spent four years in Belgium. The Nazis occupied Belgium, and and they had every week they had. Uh, when they had the movies, they always showed the, you know, the great triumph of the fatherland and how they were going to, you know, dominate the world and everything like that. Well, they were getting beaten everywhere. So it's just a, you know, it's just a matter of time like that. And as Bob was just saying, uh, we can't express our own, we can't express our views that we have. Uh, It's, it's, it's gone. That's when they use the word democracy. It means, it actually means that their democracy. It well, doesn't dip- mean the people yeah. decide. It means that we decide, and th- th- that is th- that is exactly what you're seeing through that bill, Bob. Is that yeah. you're seeing a total suppression of anybody who disagrees with their narrative. Right, we're a republic, constitutional republic. Our rights are given to us by God. Only nation on earth has that. 
That's yeah. why we're the last nation in their way that they can't seem to uproot. Uh, probably because the hand of restraint hasn't been <laughs> The restrainer removed. hasn't been removed yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> once, we, once we are removed, then you idiots can have all the fun <laughs> in the world that you want. Pray, right, let's, pray, let's pray for them, Bob. Pray for them. Yeah. They make me angry. We know this is hard to swallow, guys. It's hard for all of us to swallow. But, yes, I do pray for them, and that's tough. You got to catch me in a very rare moment. <laughs> maybe some, yeah, I know I hear you, but may, maybe some of them after the rapture will will be shocked and shocked to the core and flip and change their ways and be part of the multitude that are saved. That's all we can hope for because yeah. I'm telling you, it doesn't seem like they're going to come around before the rapture because they're just getting worse and worse. But that's what the Bible says: is that these people will be waxing worse and worse. Um, because they believe the lie, because they do not believe the truth, they are being mm-hmm. deceived and they are deceiving. And mm-hmm. they do not have any kind of discernment within them, which comes through the Holy Spirit. Thank the Lord we have that. I thank God for that all the time. I'm just like, boy, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm very, I'm very glad that he, he, he chose me to be, you know, his son. Oh, yeah. Amen. And especially in this time period. I mean, how yeah. blessed are we to be in this this time frame, right? Mm-hmm. All of us. I mean, this, I mean, you know, I mean, as you, as you had uh, in his presentation, the next generation of children, right? And as I was looking at that slide, I'm thinking, thinking to myself, well, could this be the last generation? Mm. Right? Uh, we, four of us here do believe that we are yeah. in the, we're seeing, we've seen the last generation. My children are the last generation. This is what we, you know, we believe we're that close, right? Yes. Um, so, and uh, of course, for those who are listening, we uh, are new to this program. You know, we do believe the children are going to be taken in the rapture, mm-hmm. that they're uh, they're not held accountable. Right. So just wanted to put that out there. Amen. Yeah. I, One I, thing I, that Bob was just saying, you know, uh, about that bill that um, I did, JP, what was the, what was that bill again? Yeah, that one that, for the media bill. and yeah. uh, thing that just came to my mind was uh, when Jesus was being tempted. And um, he said that man shall not live by bread alone, but by what? Every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Right. What is what is media made up of? What is it's information mm-hmm. words. Mm-hmm. So. Words matter. Um, they, they, words do two things. They either bring life or they bring death. The words of God bring life. The words that the world fashions uh, don't bring life. They bring death. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you dispute that or if you think that's not true, all you have to do is put the news on in the evening. And uh, a majority of his stories are about what? People that have died. Mm. I mean, I hate to be so graphic, but it's the truth, you know. And 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 just the coming on here and being able to speak the truth and love, uh, like what a Jew did, was mm-hmm. really, uh, you know, it's hard to come on and talk about stuff that's personal. Mm. Um, especially when you're dealing with your life. And I think you... When you asked him to, for his testimony, he wasn't 
quite ready for that. But once he got rolling, he was, it made, it's, it calmed him down to the point where he was relaxed. I could tell. And then he got into the talking about the kids. And I think it made him feel a lot more confident that, Hey, you know, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with this. And, uh, but it's, it's the same. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's, that's how it works. But, you know, you're right on Bob. It's just, uh, it's, this is so, such a critical time, and, and I don't know how much more time that we're going to have to even do this program, but we're, we're going to, if we're back next week, we're back next week. Mm-hmm. Oh. Do you see that uh, little lower third, folks? Rumble.com? Yeah, that's there for a reason. That's there for a reason. Yeah. reason. going to rumble. <laughs> we're going to have to uh, start going back old school. That's why I just had all my uh, videos. All my videos over the last year, I had them all. I co- copied them all, put them on a hard drive, sent them out to our web hosting company. I told them post everything I have that I haven't had on the website yet because I think what's coming is we're basically going to go back to old school. Remember when the internet came out, you had a list, list of your websites, and you just went to the website, looked at videos and stuff like that. There were no more social media sites and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think we're heading into that pretty soon. So uh, probably the way we'll have to do that, edvforme.org, that will be us. I'll probably figure out a way where we can do the live broadcast from that website. I don't think it'll be that hard, Greg. We can do it there. You know, people could do it, you know. You guys um, can join me in the woods or you can join Greg out in the, under the stars. Oh, yeah. we, can, we can all just meet in Maine and, you know. And- <laughs> in the field. There you go. <laughs> in a cold, cold field. But uh, if we're glorified, if we're glorified, in a glorified body, Bob, we won't feel any cold, will we? Yeah. Somehow nope. I could see Kevin saying, "Can we just wait until like summer?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why he says, "Pray that it's not in winter." I've rightly <laughs> divided that passage now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. It could happen that way, though. I just, I just saw uh, looking at some dreams. Now we're going to be posting here. And I'm seeing a lot of that narrative going through where people are they're taken from one location to the next, and then they watch the rapture resurrection. But the rapture resurrection take place, so still a common narrative. You know, like yeah. you said, we might end up one of those properties over there. Who knows? Yep. The fact that he cleared it all out. I'm gonna build a building here. It's like, nope, we're gonna have everybody gather for the rapture here. That's yep. why God gave you that land. Yeah. <laughs> you know, on a really you know, nice day. That's about, you know, 65, 70 degrees. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. hardly any wind. It's going to be a beautiful day. Right for 70 degrees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where's, Ke- where's Kevin? He's not here. No, no, I'm in the, I'm in the field in Southern What's California where, where the weather was perfect. I'm, I'm in the San Diego field. I, God put me in the West. You guys can all go to the East. I'll see you up in the clouds. Uh, I mean. <laughs> and everybody thinks that. And everybody thinks that that whole concept is dumb. Remember, when Jesus fed the multitudes, he always separated them into groups. Yeah, fifties and hundreds. He separated them all into groups. He didn't. He did on a single file line. He didn't do that. He told them, "Go get in the groups and sit down. All right, and wait." <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, so I could see that happening. Well, I don't listen. I really. I, I don't care which field it is. I just I would I would love though if all the brothers could be together and and that would, and, and our families and stuff. That'd be awesome. 
Yeah. I think it will. I think you know. I think that 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 could absolutely happen. I mean, I, I could see you know that group is like, hey, you you bro, you brethren, you go there, and you other brethren that know each other there, you go over to that group, and then we all meet up together. That that would be awesome. I mean, I don't know. Whatever. The, all I know is that whatever is the Lord's plan is better than what we could ever hope for. Another uh, a thing uh, all the Rapture watchers looking for. Uh, I know we have Hanukkah coming up. When does that start? Um, BP Hanukkah. It's also known as the Festival of Lights. And mm. what do you have? You know, we have a, we have Christmas here, which people for Christmas what do they do they decorate their homes everywhere. Light shows us a festival of lights. And what's going to happen at the Rapture Resurrection? A festival of lights. Mm. It's going to be the resurrection. All the people going up in the clouds lit up, filling the whole atmosphere, filling the globe, filling the whole globe, and then those of us who are alive and remain. Lights, big yeah. lights. Yeah, I can see that happening. Chat says December eighteenth. December eighteenth. Yes. Yeah, I heard that song before. I heard that that Hanukkah is the festival of lights. Instead of yeah. one day, they have eight crazy nights. Eight crazy yeah. nights. That's right. Also, a good movie, Adam Sandler. Because it's too much. I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to check out you guys. Well, you've made it this far, Bob. You know, it's amazing. Right. It's well, sorry, you're not gonna be around for the next, uh, the second half of the of the four hour um, <laughs> program tonight. But um, you know, we'll see you next right. week. See, that's why this was so important that you were here this week. <laughs> That's right. I got. I got. I, I have to anchor the last two hours. So I appreciate <laughs> you. You know, being here for the. Here's your anchor man, Kevin Oakman. <laughs> we're going the lightning round, Bob. You sure you? Yeah, we're going lightning. Exactly. Next close up. I think. I think Greg's ready to shut this thing down. Anyway. Yeah. Well, hey, listen. You guys can keep going if you want. I mean. It's- no. <laughs> I'll come back you know, in a we'll, little we'll, bit. We'll, no. we'll save it for next. We'll save it for next. Time. We're still here. How's that? That's right. If Bob's we're still here. here. If we're still here. Sounds good to me. Okay. Some of us have to sleep around here, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's that word sleep again, right? Oh. Yep. Yeah. So. Well, well I okay. pray that you guys have a great week and, and Lord willing. And if we're, if we're not up and if we haven't been at, taken out of here, we'll see you next, next Tuesday, I guess. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. All right. All right, brother. Thanks for coming on. And, uh, okay. So, uh, guys, we're going to, uh, what do you think? We'll just ask, answer a few more questions or, uh, what do you want to do? No, I think we should, I think we should. Okay. Peace. Okay. Peace. All right, guys. Peace out. Peace out. All right. Sounds good to me. All right. I know many people want us on uh, a lot longer. Than, I know. There's some people who say, oh, let's go longer, three hours. Um, <laughs> folks, we, yeah, we'd love to. And, uh, but at this point we have to, uh, we have to. Shut it down. Um, but listen, we're we're so grateful to have a Jew on, and uh, of course, for you guys to listen to his presentation. Please, uh, if you feel in your heart led in your heart to uh, to support that ministry, please do. Uh, once again, uh, I'm going to put up his uh, his information real quick here. Um, so, yeah, please. Once again, it is Home Lael, Home Lael. Uh, that is homelayel.org. All right. Please go to his website. We thank you for listening to his presentation. We don't do many of these. Um, but uh, at this point, uh, for what the time the time we have left, let's, let's give our all to the Lord 
And we know that his ministry is doing something very, very good. Um, so please consider that. All right. All right, everyone. God bless you all. Thank you for coming. And um, Lord willing, we'll see you again next week. Amen. Take care, everybody. God bless. Thank you.